early on, we decided that we would record these for more than one reason. Um, not just for Christine's recovery or mental health or things like that. But, but that's important. But those things are important too, right? But to use this as not only a vehicle of communication, but to continue to do them, even if we have an audience of one. So we're prepared to do that, but we need to get discouraged at points. And we're like, ah, man, you know, do we even really need to bother doing this? I mean, how long can people hear about, you know, our problems or things like that? Um, but it's a vehicle for other thoughts and, you know, reflection. If you want to send in your problems, if you want to talk to us about them or send them in, you're always welcome to email us at workthedirtpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, because gives us material to talk about and lots of interesting uh, discoveries can be made kind of through the sharing of personal stories. The sharing of dirt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but every We're time we... are all muddy anyway. Yeah, that's true. Every, every time we've contemplated quitting uh, this, we've gotten cards in the mail with people encouraging us to continue or... Um, you know, texts, texts or, or messages or just, just when just it like, feels like it would be a natural quitting point where we're like, oh yeah, okay, let's just let this thing fizzle out now. That's when we get somebody that tells us how, how they were affected or how it helped them or just that they enjoy listening to it. And we're always kind of surprised by that. And it reminds us that in the beginning we we decided to continue, even if it was just for an audience of one. Yeah, not, I mean, yeah, not only is it good for me, as we said, for mental health and processing, but it's just good to know as people that we're not alone in the dirt that we go through. Like um, this week, I spoke to someone else who had had a stroke in in person, in real life. And I think it was the second person that I've spoken to who's had a stroke since I got out of rehab. <clears throat> and it was just in passing. We just talked for a second. We both had strokes. You know, we're both doing therapy. But... Did that trial feel connective? It, yeah, even though, like... In some ways, it was dissatisfying because we didn't really get to talk. It was like, yeah, a connection that you're not alone in this world. And so I've joined like a Facebook group. Um, Which sometimes seems destructive, to be honest. Yeah, it's both. It's both. So sometimes I read it and it's like people are 10 years out and they're discouraged and they're bitter. And we're even not discouraged or bitter maybe they have a beautiful outlook on life but they're like well when I had my fourth stroke or you know things like that and you're like oh no is this going to be me but the, the future is not the dirt that I have to deal with and other times it's so encouraging it's so encouraging to hear people's positive attitudes or just to deal with the trash together and like, oh, you go through this too. And there's like, there's a lot of information about strokes, but not all of, 
there's so many facets of it that it doesn't all get spoken of. And so you read in a group and they're like, other people are going through this too. Okay. This, I'm not weirder, you know? I think it's such an interesting part of human nature that um, we need shared experience, but we also need to be understood. And somebody that can't, we know we possess the imagination and even the empathy um, to relate to people, but there is something lacking in authenticity when you're talking to somebody that hasn't experienced exactly well, what you've had. It's not authenticity. It's just not... I don't know. You can't share in the suffering in the same way. And that's... Well, no. Yeah, you sh- not in the same way. You share in the suffering. And you're so thankful to have that along. But you... You haven't both lived the same suffering. I don't know. But, like... Yeah. So, I was just thought of one thing that was discouraging is, like, some people have no energy still after 10 years. But one thing that was kind of encouraging in a weird way is just, like, a lot of people stroke thrivers um like have problems with their limbs going to sleep or their fingers going to sleep it's like oh okay i'm not alone in the fact that my fingers just went to sleep and i'm not sure why i think i know why but why do they go to sleep so easily now i don't know but circulation has been affected yeah Yeah, sometimes it can assuage the fears, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the not having energy, one of them posted something. It was about brain injuries in general and about how you have good days. They were like, they called them green, red, and yellow days. Where like green days are really good and you can function kind of like normal. And then yellow days, there's more problems. And then red days, you're just like dying. I think everybody should adopt that practice right now. Like, you don't need to have had a stroke to adopt that practice. We should all have a color-coded marker somewhere on us (laughs) that is is telling other people what kind of, where we're at in that day, Um, you know. Like a pin. Right. I'm wearing my red pin today. Right. A mood ring for everybody. Yeah, you know, and it was just a good reminder to me because... Like, once you hit the green days, so, like, you know, to begin with, I never had green days. But now, I'm having green days, and it's awesome. But you, once you hit there, you feel like... You should be there all the time. Yes, like, hey, I've healed. And now I, well, not all the way, but I'm healing. And from here on out, I may have variations in the green days, but they should all be green days. And they just aren't. They are red days some days, and yellow days some days and green days only some days that's I struggle with that I don't like for a couple months I didn't have to nap at all and now I'm back to like napping almost every day I hope that's a good thing maybe my brain's doing some extra healing or something but I think so I think it's a good thing you're you're pushing it hard and you've made some you made some pretty big recoveries, but they're not the type that you'd be able to track as in like suddenly her leg moved, right? What it is is you're developing bigger range of motion in your arm and you don't see like a bigger range of motion as a breakthrough, but it is. You know, it's a ton of neural pathways happening, a ton of, you know, great, great stuff happening in your brain to get that large range of motion. 
It's just that you don't celebrate it as hard because it's not like you moved right. your arm for the first time. It's not the first time. It's just more. But more or in a different way, or but more is also a breakthrough. Also, something like that kind of happened. Sorry, I was drinking water. Something like that kind of happened today. I was, um, I don't know, I was walking around the house and I didn't have my shoes on and I was tired because it was a tired day. And when I'm tired, uh, my toe drags, and so I compensate for it by like hitching. Oh, I don't know. I like fall into my left hip and like then raise up on my tiptoes. And I was like, no, I don't have to do this anymore. I need to lift my toes. And I just lifted them. Like not just cleared my foot and picked my leg up enough. I just lifted my toes. Like as I was walking. So like I know from some positions I'm able to lift my toes. And occasionally when I walk, I lift them. But I'm never thinking, I'm going to lift my toes. I'm just like, right now I'm doing it. I don't know how. I'm just doing it. But today. You made that for a mental connection. Yes, it was so exciting. I have to take smaller steps to do it. And, like, that's all I can work on. Because if I focus on another aspect of walking, I can't can't maintain both at the same time. But I did it, like, multiple times. I just was like... Toes lift, and my toes lifted. There's one thing I've learned from your therapy, like, and it, you know. I was excited. Sorry. Ah, oh, you should be excited. And and to backtrack a little bit, it is it is interesting. Like, I can't fully relate to your experiences. I like, know you I've should lived... be blowing a kazoo right now, or one of those little <laughs> party. Right, I I should. I should be a better um, person encouraging the small But you have a really good monotone voice. Oh, thank you. (laughs) If I had a kazoo right now, I would have blown it at that moment. I lifted my toes, kid. It's good. It's amazing. It's amazing. It really is. Um, It's late at night and I'm tired, (laughs) so I don't... I'm, yeah. I'm not really I'm not really showing it, but um, all those small victories are, are really important. She's stacking them on. If there's anything I've learned through this process, it's that we should be celebrating small victories mm-hmm. in your work life, in your everyday life, in cleaning up your bathroom or organizing <laughs> your bookshelves, right? Like these are things that that we need to pay better attention to. And maybe it's just our Maybe it's just our media or whatnot. We're always glorifying the 1%, right? Like whether that's a celebrity or, you know, a certain level of success or whatever, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't equate, right? Like you have to, you should be just celebrating this, those really small things that are so important. Right. I, I watched dishes with two hands the other day. That's amazing. It was. Good it, job. There's, the whole learn disuse thing is just so real. After you, like, even if you try to use the sassy hand, like, then you have to stop at some point. You have to stop trying to use it. Like, you know, like, if you're washing a dish, you try and use it. And then you can't do it because it's breaking dishes. So you have to put it down. And do it with your unaffected hand. And then next time, try again. But 
just for expediency, you kind of quit because it just takes forever or it it's precarious or breaks things. So I'm trying to learn now as I'm getting movement back in my hand and arm how to use it. And and I'm discovering that in, in ways I didn't expect, it's functional movement. Not functional like, you know, and I want it to be yet, but I'm able to use it. And like, um, I can't remember, I did something else in the kitchen the other day and I was struggling and struggling with my left hand. And then I was like, well, I'll try my right hand. And, you know, two months ago, trying my right hand would have taken longer. But this time, it made the process quicker. And I was really excited. It's awesome. Uh, Christina's experienced a lot of success through um, some home therapy we've got to. Her therapists mm-hmm. at inpatient, um, at outpatient care are very, very, very good. Oh, so uh, good. Also. But we, we've we additionally had somebody come in to work with her once a week and um, a yoga person to come in once a week as well. And the person... That comes in that's a PT specialist. Um, she works with your fascia system a lot. And I don't really know a lot about it. All I know is that it is working wonders. Like every time she comes, two days, two days later. later, you have like some kind of big breakthrough. And it's always in that section that she's been working on or very nearby. I don't want to say every time because I'm all start to get disappointed when... <laughs> Right, but well, it's enough enough coincidence to to be noted. Right? Well, I mean, not everything has like a a noticeable effect all the time, so I don't want to some week be like, oh, nothing happened. Okay, well, we won't we won't overstretch your expectations, but tell me what is happening there. Like, I I don't get to see these. I don't know what you're working on uh, with I, her. Well, I mean, we we do traditional physical therapy but she also does like counter strain on fascia and i mean it doesn't you would what is fascia i don't even know what fascia is okay it's i don't don't know are you sure we haven't talked about this before i've talked to so many people about it i guess um it's like this soft tissue system and it like wraps everything in your body and they used to think of it as just I don't know it's hard to describe as just being there almost like insulation or something and then they discover that it has a lot more function has like a memory to it or a, or is it like stretching a muscle I don't, I don't really get I don't it. know it's late and I'm having trouble thinking how to okay well what is what is the <clears throat> therapist do like what do you okay well like everything is connected and the fascial system is helping connect everything that's not a good look it up sorry (laughs) but it's very small movements so like um they do it at my um physical therapy place too like the outpatient one um they just haven't done it on me but when you see someone getting it done it kind of looks like they're having a tiny massage. Like a massage without the therapist moving very much or moving the person. They're finding little things that are off in your body, little nerves, arteries, 
like of the fascia. Seems to be a map of it. Yeah, there is a map of it. Um, It's kind of new in that it's less than 100 years old. Are you sure we haven't talked about this? I don't know, but she does this tiny work on me. Doesn't matter. Review is always good. Yes, we'll review. Um, Yeah, if you were watching, you would be like, what is going on? She's not really doing much. She'd be like, why are we having this lady come? She's not moving, but it's very effective. Huh. Okay. And the yoga is, too. I am sore after it. it like, in a good way. Like, my muscles are going to use. Yeah. Again. So I saw you. I saw you striking some, like, warrior poses the other day, or you were just, like doing some runner stretches or something and uh christine gets really really discouraged easily about just you know feeling like she's not able to do the things that she wants to do right but it had, she's it had, not right but i ha- i had not seen you do that for a while and the other day it was just right before bed and she for whatever reason wanted to stretch something out i was showing you what what she gave me to work on Oh, that's right. Yeah, you were showing me that kind of stuff. And and she just hit into her poses with really great balance. And I was looking at it, I was like, man, you've improved so much. But have you felt like you've improved at all? <laughs> no. That's why it's, it's so like silly. good to do this. Like I, for an example, I was going to my therapist and I was like, oh man, I have to go and tell her. Nothing happened this week. I haven't improved. And I was like, oh, wait, I moved my finger. Oh, wait, I lifted my arms 104 times. Like, right. like two days ago. Right. Yesterday. Those, Why am I feeling... Those are big breakthroughs, right? Yeah, I just feel as if I'm slightly better than I was in October. <laughs> I just feel like October, You're so much more <laughs> capable than you were in October. I know. So I, like, and capable. people say that, but I just... You know, you just feel the same as you've always felt. Yeah. I haven't changed. Do you change? It's just part of the human condition, I guess. Yeah, it's really hard for me, so. All right. Anything else that you want to? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and working in outpatient therapy today, um, it's really cool. They're breaking everything. I mean, they have to break everything down, but, like, really explaining to me the movement and the and the physical mechanics behind it all. Because um, that helps me to to get, I don't know, when I hear and understand what's behind this movement, it clicks better for me. I'll try it without. Were you one of those annoying kids who always, always asked why? Probably. I remember being frustrated by not getting the answers from my parents. But why? And that was the thing I hated to hear most as a kid. Because I said so. Right. And no, I mean, I've said it as a parent. Because there's might, just times. But You might not have made a good soldier. <laughs> just saying. I'm not saying it couldn't have worked out. I'm just saying that. Um, well, in therapy, they're okay with me asking why. No, it's good. I, I mean, I know exactly what kind of kid you were. You were the why kid. And it probably was super annoying. Because I've, I've known forever. I'm just asking that question. <laughs> and I to, ask you why. And you're like, just trust me. And I'm like... But I want to understand. Yeah, it's always inopportune, and you know, and but you adversely, 
you know, expect people to trust you too, but that's okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And it's, it's not about trust, really, Chris, the asking why. It's a... Christine's always had a high value on knowledge, and the knowledge is a driver for her. And so I think it's, like, just as important for you to learn what is happening with your muscle groups and how they're interfacing and yeah. with your brain. I trust my therapist, and when they give me something to do, and we haven't talked about the why very specifically i do it but when they tell me when we get to the deeper whys behind it all i'm like oh i get it and it's only i do it better earn knowledge isn't easily forgotten yeah well so they're working with me and so trying to break me out of those patterns because you know again they're saying like i have all the muscles and so we're working today on Getting me to put my heel down first when I walk, which when she told me we were going to do that, even though I I walked with my toes up today, mm-hmm. which was good, I don't know that I got my heel down first. I was just keeping my toes up through the process. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You can still hit like same time your foot and the ball of your foot, but you can have your toes up. Mm-hmm. So it was in the right position until I landed. And so she was like, we're going to work on your heel landing. And I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I can do that. I try, and it's kind of hmm. really messed up. But um, she explains some of the mechanics behind it and part of why I'm locking my knee. Why are you locking your knee? <clears throat> well, I'm sure there's more than one reason. Um, certain muscles I'm not engla- engaging in my glutes and in my um, quads, which is... So weird to me because those came back online first. So whenever they're telling me that your quads aren't working, I'm like, what? They work. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, so I'm. So you need to make more butt muscles. Got it. Yeah. <clears throat> if I can just figure out how to use them. But, um, so part of it is I'm not extending my foot behind me well enough. And you have to, like, you, as you, as you step your back foot as you lift it off you like a load into your toes and that oh there's a freaky bug on my arm what is it i don't know it's dead now okay it's gone now okay you want to continue with your thought yes sorry um you have to load out of your toes and then (laughs) professional radio yeah we don't edit sorry (laughs) Um, load out of my toes, and then when I go forward, you know, drive with the knee, but part of my problem is that I am not extending, like, how how do you, like, you load out, and it, like, springs your leg forward, and so, then you just, I'm not, okay, it springs forward quickly, but then you have to slow down as you extend your knee straight mm-hmm. um, and I'm not slowing down and I'm trying to extend my knee too late so when I do that I'm landing kind of locked and I hitch funny hmm. yeah well you don't want to lock your knee so I'm glad they're working on all that yeah they so basically told you they were going to retrain you in everything that you were doing yep because they've worked really hard to get her moving to a certain rate and now they're telling her, oh, you did a great job. 
now you have to redo everything you've ever done after the stroke. Yeah. Which is, makes sense. So I'm, I have to walk slower now because I have to practice those things. Well, it's like that in sports. At first, you're, if you're coaching a kid, you're just trying to get them to do it so they can feel the success, so they can feel what it's like, so that they can actually participate in the sport. And you try to give them like really good technique in the beginning, but that often doesn't work out because, you know, natural, the, the body command, uh, the body movements are unnatural for them, all that kind of stuff. And so you just get what you get in the beginning, but then you start the laborious process of retraining everything that they do to get to a better place. That sounds like what you got to do. Yeah. Gonna work hard at all. Even if I get better and then get unbetter. Maybe it's about the pursuit, not about the end goal. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should be living the same way. Maybe everybody should. You like to make it about the end goal, but you're right, the pursuit. Like you talk about fighting just so our kids could see it. I mean, not only, but that it's good for them to see me in the fight. Yes. Maybe the most valuable thing they'll ever learn. So... When we think about, <clears throat> sorry, just when we think about getting better only to maybe have a stroke again or something and lose it, it's hard. And, um, well, Josiah and I are reading this book together, The Pursuit of God, and <clears throat> maybe you don't, you know. I don't know what you believe, but uh, it was talking about God breathed on clay and became a man. It it became a man. He breathed on men and they became clay. Return ye children of men was the word spoken at the fall by God, which decreed the death of every man. And no added word has he needed to speak. The sad procession of mankind across the face of the earth from birth to the grave is proof that his original word was enough so that just struck me and and that this is why I had a stroke this is why all this stuff is happening not necessarily because like there's a because behind it for me personally but just all creation is in decay it's like we're in this we might have moments of getting better, but we're just in this sinking, burning ship. It's hard to realize that and not be a fatalist. Right. So I'm... It's really weird because this brought me peace. <laughs> when it sounds, like, awful, like, I had a stroke because I'm part of creation. My body is part of creation, and it's in decay, like, everyone's in decay. Like, everything's in decay. Right. What's the difference between 10, 5, 20 years? Does it matter? Right. We're all decaying. 
But the thing is, though I'm in this sinking, burning, disastrous ship, he's going to save me. God will snatch my soul out of it. The body's going down. I think we fear the body going down because we were made unique because we have a soul. Because Otherwise, we're so connected to it. And, and I'm not trying to say it doesn't matter and that people's pain doesn't matter because it does. But there's hope in the fact that we're more than these bodies that are sinking in the ship. So should we stop pursuing life? No. I think it can be so easy. I was talking to a student today who is definitely falling into that fatalist camp. Mm-hmm. It is so easy to not bother to pursue, to become apathetic because you know it. Sometimes the smartest people can also um, struggle the most. You know, sometimes you're, sometimes the more you realize, the more you give up hope yeah but think about if you were really on a literal physical sinking ship and you knew somehow you had foreknowledge that this coast guard ship was coming and there was like a beacon on you and they were going to save you out and you know they were going to get you in time i don't know would you just lay down in the bottom decks with the water blurring over your face because they're going to save you in time? No, the hope would be that you could go and help other people calm yeah. down. You give them hope, right? You say, hey, hey, people are coming. Yeah, people it's are coming. It's going to be okay. And let's get up out of this water. There's top deck somewhere. Like, let's do our best while we're waiting for the hope to come <laughs> and save us. All right. That sounds like the thing to end on it. Let's do our best. Whoa. Working in the dirt. <laughs> working the dirt while we're waiting for rescue. How does a ship fit in with the dirt? It doesn't, but that's okay. You've used a lot of ship <laughs> there's, there's metaphors There's dirt lately. on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. The ship has got dirty. I don't know. Well, on those discouraging or hopeful thoughts, depending on how you take this, We'll talk to you later. And we we love you. Or I do. Just kidding. (laughs) Christine, I'm trying to close it down. It won't stop. Doesn't it recognize your face? No. Stupid iPhone. All right. (laughs) Here we go.